In an historic building in the city center of Kyiv, the fortification is formidable. Built in 1798, the Mestetsky arsenal was designed as a cannon factory with yellow brick walls that are six feet thick. The arsenal became a museum and culture center 20 years ago. Yet in the aftermath of the 2022 Russian invasion, it stands as a symbolic citadel for Ukraine. Welcome to CCC's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Velocity of Content. In late June, the arsenal was transformed into a giant bookstore and literary salon for the annual International Book Arsenal Festival that is a highlight of the Ukrainian publishing year. Outside in Kyiv and across Ukraine, the war continued. Russian missiles regularly soared over the city's night skies, and only weeks before, the Kakova Dam was breached, likely by Russian munitions. Inside the arsenal, 28,000 people over four days attended nearly 100 book festival events with more than 200 program guests. Yulia Kozlovets, the book festival's coordinator, joins me now from Kyiv. Welcome to the program, Yulia. Welcome, please. Welcome, everybody. It's difficult to imagine, Yulia, more challenging circumstances for a book festival than to be held during war. Why did you decide to bring back the festival for 2023, and what did that decision mean to Ukrainian authors, publishers, and booksellers? Actually, we have canceled the festival last year, uh, just in a few weeks after the full-scale invasion of Russia into Ukraine started. And it was a natural uh, decision for that moment, because Kyiv was uh, circled with the armed forces of Russia, and it was absolutely impossible and dangerous uh, to hold any cultural event, or it was dangerous to live even in Kyiv at that moment. But uh, now, when we are a year and a half after that moment, uh, uh, we with the team were, um, you know, um, uh, were uh, to decide what to do now because uh, we are living here in Kiev. Uh, Kiev uh, region was liberated from uh, the occupants. Uh, there are, uh, you know, successes or there are do- losses of uh, our army, of our armed forces. But Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, is standing. Uh, Kiev keeps living. Uh, Kiev keeps uh, fighting, and uh, a lot of people are living here in Kiev. And there is a big demand from these people to the cultural events. The, the life here is not normal. Having the festival now here doesn't mean that everything is like before. Uh, it doesn't mean that we have no uh, the serenas with uh, which are announcing their um, fire attack or we have no uh, bombing or shellings sometimes uh, it happens it even was uh, happening with us uh, at one of the nights uh, between two days of the festival uh, at night uh, on Saturday of uh, the festival. Uh, but uh, the decision was difficult, but we decided with the team and Mestetsky Arsenal being the organizer of the festival. And uh, also it was the like, strategic decision. And the decision was made uh, something around uh, the end of February of 2023 or beginning of March even 2023. Uh, the decision was to try to find the way to have the festival in the uh, much less format in the different um, form of organizing the fair part and the program part uh, in much less scale than usual. But we will try because uh, nobody knows how long we should wait if we will not try now. 
nobody knows what will happen in one week or in two months with us. Uh, but we want our festival now. We need together with all our friends, with all the people, with the authors, meeting our meeting our um, book people, with the publishers, with the uh, book creators, uh, with the readers, with a lot of people who have this demand to reading, to understand what's going on with us, to uh, read the new voices, to to hear the new voices, to talk one to another, to discuss what is actual now for us, for us who are living in the war, in the country which is fighting in the war. So the decision was really not so easy uh, because we have reformatted a lot of things with our festival. But the decision was to try to hold the festival and to gather uh, all of us together in Mostetsky Arsenal, which seems to be not so much dangerous because we have, for example, our own shelter in Arsenal, which uh, allows us to keep uh, safe uh, 700 to 1,000 people, and it also gives such some, you know, uh, being making me a little bit calmer than uh, before than without it. So uh, we decided that we will try, and almost every like you know next difficult moment. Uh, starting from this decision moment, um, I was ready that we will cancel it. I will be honest, I was ready that it can happen even the day before. Uh, like we will stop the preparation and we will say that, sorry, we will we are canceling the festival again. Especially May, it was very, very difficult in Kiev. Uh, there were shellings and there were air attacks and drone attacks almost every night. And uh, it was really something... Uh, very, very difficult from the side of management and from the side of how people were working um, because we were not sleeping at all, almost, because you are with all these attacks during the night. You're either going to shelter or going to the some safer place in your flat and uh, during the daytime you're working. So uh, it was like difficult, but you know, life in Ukraine is not so easy for everybody. So it was our choice, and uh, we decided that we will do it, and we will do our best to have the festival this year. Well, the challenges indeed are extraordinary, Yulia Kozlovets, putting together this book, Arsenal Festival. How do you interpret the festival theme, when everything matters? Uh, usually we have this tradition of having the focus theme of the festival. Uh, each festival had uh, the focus theme and usually cho uh, choosing the, the theme, it was also uh, the work of the curatorial group, of uh, the, organ the organizers group of people like uh, working out what is actual now, what do we want to speak about, what uh, people will want to listen uh, it, within the festival. And this year it was uh, also not so easy to determine the, the theme because everything was changing so, you know, rapidly and dynamically that uh, there was a risk that we will, you know, choose the, the theme which will not be actual for example, in two weeks or something like this. But uh, I'm extremely grateful to our creator of the topic uh, focus theme, uh, which is uh, Natalka Humenyuk. Uh, she is a journalist and uh, a public intellectual and uh, 
she's a really very strong uh, personality, working a lot with the, now with the, the war crimes, with the documenting of war crimes doing by Russia in uh, Ukraine, uh, working a lot with the victims of war, working a lot, uh, you know, with the uh, journalist investigations. And uh, in uh, the conversations, we came to this uh, formula and to the to the name of the theme. Um, when everything matters, it's about this moment in which we are living now. We are living in the moment of time when for our nation, for everybody in Ukraine, things have their actual meaning. When you are telling people that we are wishing you the uh, calm night, it means that we really are wishing the, the night without sirenas and or without the bombshelling sounds. When we are speaking about the freedom, we are thinking about freeing of our territories, freeing of the prisoners, of uh, the occupants, freeing of our land or homes. Uh, we are speaking also about the freedom as a main idea of Ukrainians who are fighting for our freedom, for Ukraine to be free. Uh, when we are, uh, you know, saying something about uh, like uh, what uh, the democracy means, uh, it's not something very abstract. It's not something. Uh, I guess that Ukrainians now understand democracy much clearer than ever, and maybe clearer than other nations understand it. Uh, even the developed democracies, uh, because uh, the. Uh, people living in the uh, developed democracies, they were not fighting for, for these values during last 70 years. So it's something very, abstract, something very abstract for, for example, for young people in some, you know, uh, peace countries in Europe, for example, or uh, somewhere else in the world. But Ukrainians now are working, are, work, are, you know, studying the democracy lessons with their lives, uh, with the uh, you know, with the, uh, their um, war experience, and it's something which really matters for all of us. So, uh, speaking about the things which are uh, have their precise meaning, uh, speaking about the moment when everything matters, we're speaking about this moment in which we are living, and. Uh, this was also reflected in all the discussions in the panels and in the uh, names of the events which were included in this focus theme and which were included in other uh, programs as well. When uh, I was speaking, for example, being a curator of the program for kids and teens, I was speaking about something which matters for parents who are evacuated their kids to the safety reg regions. Uh, when I, uh, our a program for uh, uh, designers were talking about the how designers are working now in in the war time so they were speaking about their instruments which matters for them because it's like the voice uh, speaking with with a very very common language with the uh, you know uh, visual materials which are the result of their work uh, as a book designers so uh, it was really very very actual something for all of us. So it seems to me that the topic reflects very, very precisely uh, the meaning of the moment. 
And you are a former bookstore owner. What role did Kiev's independent bookstores play at the festival? It was also one of our complicated decisions, and the decision was uh, uh, discussed uh, in the uh, book uh, people communities, and not all of uh, our uh, audiences understood us, I will be honest. But the decision was uh, whether we will have the fair part in the festival or not. Uh, usually the fair part of the Book Arsenal Festival was organized as the individual stands of each publisher. And the publishers uh, were applying to be the part of the festival with their stand and sell books at the stand. Uh, this year, when we were choosing the format for the fair part of the festival, we understood that because of the safety reasons, we cannot organize the fair with the individual stands of each publisher because it will mean that we will have like uh, 120 or 140 individual small stands with a, a lot of people uh, staff working on the stand with a lot of books being divided to all these small uh, you know bodies selling books and all of these people should be managed somehow in a very risky uh, uh, circumstances because if the serena uh, sounds everybody should go to the shelter we should close the festival we should evacuate immediately all the people and in this case organizing the fair with the stands we will have the uh, challenge to evacuate at least 140 multiplied by two or three how many persons are on the stands people immediately together with all the visitors and together with all the you know being uh, thinking about safety of their books and all the goods on the, at the stands it was impossible we understood it understood it really very very quickly and in this moment i was thinking uh, who can sell the books if it will be not the publisher so the logical answer is the bookseller the the independent bookseller why independent because we were thinking if uh, we are trying this model and asking for to be our partners, the booksellers, so probably we should give a chance and the priority to the independent booksellers because they are uh, not so strong. They have a lot of challenges. Usually they are also socially responsible businesses being important for their local communities, uh, working hard in the difficult circumstances living in war as well as all of us now, but doing their business, small business, developing the reading promotion, developing the uh, community um, uh, unity, and do, doing great things together with all of us. So we decided that, okay, we will choose the independent bookst bookstores who are working hard in Kiev, uh, located in Kiev because it's easy, easier to manage uh, the staff, the uh, warehouse, the stocks of books, it's just easier to manage because the festival is also located in Kiev. And uh, we have choose five operators because we were thinking about our visitors and we were trying to keep the same uh, form of organizing of the fair as it was usually, because usually in Book Arsenal we had also uh, the sections of fair uh, which was operated by individual publishers. We, we had section of fiction books, section of non-fiction books, section of art books, uh, section of books for kids and teens, uh, comics and graphic novels. 
This year we also added a special section of books about Russian-Ukrainian war because we decided that uh, it's our also mission uh, to make this topic visible, to um, speak about this very, very concretely and widely, to have these discussions in the program and to have this uh, topic also visible in the fair part. So we had five sections. Each section was operated by the bookstore, the separate bookstore team. And they were doing like so-called collective stands of their genre uh, in their location. So for the visitor, it was very similar to what was before, but it was not divided by the uh, stands of these publishers, per publisher, but it was divided by the topics inside of each section. So the role of the independent booksellers in this story is really very, very important. I'm thankful to the teams of these uh, brave companies uh, who were, were accepting these challenges together with us, all of us. And we have seen that the format was, um, you know, um, uh, was accepted by the audience of the book arsenal. Uh, I understand that publishers were not so much happy with that fact that they were not so active this year. But from other side, we have invited them to the networking event, to the special re reception held by festival towards the publishing community. We had also organized the professional program for them, and the panels were really quite interesting and were really very successful. It was also the important seminar for the publishers on how to sell rights abroad, how to deal business in Ukraine, and what opportunities are now in Europe or in other countries of the world uh, to the Ukrainian publishers. And we have asked also our partners, international Publishing Association, the European Publishers Association, the German Publishers, Publishers Association to talk about the, the possibilities uh, and the opportunities for Ukrainian publishers to which they can apply. So we have tried to do our best to involve publishers in other manner to be also the part of the festival. Chitomo, an independent online publication that covers Ukrainian publishing and the national literary culture, noted that a book festival is usually a platform for the voices of living artists. But here, during the Kyiv arsenal, it was crucial to underscore the voices of those who had been slain in the war. That assessment included the recently published diary of Volodymyr Vakulenko, a writer who was found in a mass grave in eastern Ukraine. Can you tell us about the diary and about Vakulenko? Yes, it was the very important event for our first festival. It was in the very first day, in the day of opening, just after the opening ceremony. Uh, we have uh, had a presentation, uh, an event announcing the publishing of uh, the book, very important book for us, uh, Diaries of Volodymyr Vakulenko and uh, his poems together in one book. Uh, and uh, to this presentation, we have brought the family of uh, Vladimir Vakulenko, his uh, um, former wife and uh, his mother and his son, uh, Vitali. Uh, Vladimir uh, Vakulenko is the kid's author, the um, author who wrote books about kids, uh, for kids, uh, important, uh, important books and uh, very nice books, poems uh, for kids. And uh, he lived uh, with his son 
um, he was the uh, he, he lived with his son two of them were living in Izum it's a small uh, city in Kharkiv region um, and uh, Izum was occupied by Russians uh, last year and uh, when um, Vladimir was uh, together with his son, uh, here I can mention that his son Vitaly he had uh, has uh, autism, and uh, this that is why uh, Vladimir decided that they will not leave Zoom because it was, uh, I mean, uh, a complicated decision for his son to change the premises to change his home and it was difficult for for him so he decided to stay in the zoom and after the occupation very quickly uh, russians came to uh, his yard and to his house and took uh, him together with his son first next day they relieved them but um, in few days they came again and uh, they took vladimir and uh, we have lost uh, the contact with him and uh, all the communication with him a few months we were uh, thinking that maybe he's um, kidnapped and maybe he's like you know uh, in prison somewhere and we had uh, we were thinking maybe he's still alive but uh, after the liberation of the Kharkiv region and after uh, the liberation of Izum by Ukrainian army um, it was uh, discovered with the um, with the investigators the massive graves in this region with a lot of uh, people uh, buried in these graves and uh, after a few months of investigation one in one of the graves uh, uh, it was they were discovered the rest of uh, Vladimir Vakulenko and the genetic expertise proved that uh, it's uh, him and uh, it was really very very impressive and emotional loss for uh, the community like you know the kids author who was uh, writing books doing nothing uh, in this war he was not a military man uh, he was killed and uh, he was you know um, founded in the massive grave it's like you know uh, in the 21st century it sounds like uh, absolutely impossible but uh, it's a reality and uh, actually um, uh, just after the uh, the situation was clear that uh, Vladimir is uh, dead uh, um, our uh, pan activists pan ukraine activists uh, uh, members of pan uh, colleagues of Vladimir uh, went to Izum uh, trying to uh, meet father of Vladimir and also his son and uh, we have uh, tried to gather money to help them to you know to keep uh, son more or less healthy and uh, to make things happening there with his parents uh, one of uh, the persons who was uh, really very active working with the um, the memory of Vladimir was uh, um, Victoria Melina our famous Ukrainian poet and uh, also uh, author uh, and uh, mem member of pan ukraine and uh, victoria knew that uh, there was a diary of vladimir uh, the diary which he was uh, uh, writing during the occupied period uh, writing uh, day by day the situation uh, when he lived under occupation with his son and uh, in the very last days before he was arrested uh, Vladimir uh, managed to contact his father and uh, told him that uh, this diary will be uh, hidden under the tree in his yard 
and uh, he asked uh, his father to find this uh, diary after everything will be uh, over and after the liberation of uh, Izum and uh, for people to know what happened during the occupation uh, period in Izum. And Victoria, together with his father, has found had, uh, they have found this diary under the tree. And uh, this diary now is in the museum, in Kharkiv Literature Museum. Um, uh, uh, and um, this diary also was uh, like worked out, uh, and uh, the um, Vivat Publishing House published finally the book, and this book was presented, and Victoria Melina was uh, moderating this event also, and uh, the members of the family of Volodymyr were present also in um, this event, and it was one of the first events of our festival, and this important book is now uh, being uh, published by Vivat and uh, is a, uh, is uh, available in uh, Ukraine in our bookshops. Um, one of the samples of this book uh, was presented also to uh, Volodymyr Zelensky and Elena Zelenska, who were uh, the guests of the festival in the very first day, in the day of uh, we were opening the festival. They were um, they visited also the festival uh, together with the other people and uh, they have this also um, sample of the book uh, into their library family library uh, so the event was really important and uh, i mean now uh, having this book is also important for all of us novelist victoria emelena contributed a preface to the vekulenko diary as well and she was working on her first non-fiction book war and justice diary looking at women looking at war which she was writing in English, but days after the festival ended, she was fatally injured in a Russian missile attack on a pizza restaurant in Kramatorsk. We interviewed Victoria for this program. You knew her, you knew her well, and I'm very sorry for your loss. How has the Ukrainian literary community responded to this latest tragedy? Um, it's a big shock for all of us. Uh, just uh, two days after the festival, the festival which made us uh, all of us so happy, uh, the festival where we were hugging uh, one another, you know, meeting our friends, uh, having uh, uh, so so much uh, support from, uh, you know, from these meetings, from all what happened in uh, Mestetsky Arsenal just uh, two days after. Victoria, together with other guests of our festival, the Colombian authors and the journalists uh, from Colombia, who had also an event in uh, the Book Arsenal program, uh, they went to Dnipro just after the festival. Um, they went to Dnipro um, and uh, to Kramatorsk from there. Uh, having the humanitarian mission and having, you know, the, like the investigation also, like journalists uh, trying to visit the uh, those places and trying to talk to people to document their stories, to document uh, the uh, crimes uh, of the war, to document what's going on there. And uh, Victoria was doing uh, this plenty of times. He was, she was really very, very active in volunteering, in uh, documenting uh, the situation in Ukraine. She was working on her book. Uh, she was uh, very actively working internationally, being a speaker on a lot of uh, festivals, uh, cultural forums, on a lot of uh, book fairs. 
working a lot with the uh, international partners, um, sharing the information about Ukraine and Ukrainian um, culture, community, working in the war conditions. And uh, they were victims, all of them, they were victims, they were victims of the air attack of Russians. And uh, in this air attack, the Colombian authors and Colombian uh, colleagues uh, luckily survived and uh, they were uh, slightly um, wounded, but uh, they were okay. But Victoria was uh, uh, very badly wounded and injured and uh, we were ahead of, all of us had last hope that uh, doctors will make miracle, but uh, there were no miracle and in a few days uh, she died. And um, uh, on uh, next Monday after the festival, we had the farewell ceremony in Kiev and next day in Lviv when, where she was uh, buried. Um, and uh, this farewell ceremony in Kiev, I was there and it was like, you know, so impressive. Uh, all the same people, it was like meeting in the yard of Mestetsky Arsenal, but the reason for the meeting was absolutely um, awful and uh, absolutely impossible to understand. It was like, you know, the next story of uh, going after the book arsenal. I don't know, I was all the time thinking about the fact that, okay, these people uh, met uh, at the festival and maybe uh, if they will not met, they will not go there and maybe, you know, all these crazy thoughts which uh, came to you when you can do nothing with this, uh, just to accept this loss. Mm, But from other side, I'm thinking... Maybe the resources which gave uh, Book Arsenal with the, its strong messaging uh, to all of us that we are still alive, we are still standing, we are still fighting, and we uh, are doing our best to win in this awful war. And uh, all these thoughts uh, which were among all of us and all these emotions which were common for all of us, uh, they give us now uh, the resource to stand and to fight after these awful losses. Because we have, uh, Victoria's uh, uh, death was so impressive and so big shock for all of us, but it's not the only uh, loss of this war. And just in few days after uh, we were uh, saying farewell, farewell to Victoria, the next author, for example, of the um, Old Line Publishing House, the next author also was died in, in the war. And the next time, in the next days, in few days, uh, there were shooting and big, big losses in Lviv, and a new air attack in Lviv, and Lviv is the hometown for a lot of publisher houses and for a lot of authors. And Victoria Melina, for example, was also living with her family in Lviv, and a lot of band members are living in Lviv. And it was more or less safe there, and everybody were thinking in Kiev, meeting in Arsenal, that, okay, maybe we will meet next time in autumn in Lviv, because it's much safer there. But no, Lviv is also attacked, and there is no safe place in Ukraine. So what to do just to wait when 
I don't know, the miracles will happen. No, the miracles will not happen. We should live our lives now and we should do the festivals. We should think about all the risk. We should accept the risk, but we should do what we can now. And if the best what I can is doing the festival, so I will, you know, keep doing the festivals. Yulia Kozelvets, coordinator of the International Book Arsenal Festival. Thank you indeed for speaking with me today from Kiev. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me and thank you for inviting me and thank you for all your attention and kind words. Thank you. That's all for now. Our producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. You can subscribe to the program wherever you go for podcasts and please do follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. You can also find Velocity of Content on YouTube as part of the CCC channel. I'm Christopher Keneally. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.